0: This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information, or to find out how you can volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Picture of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde As read by John Gonzales, www.johngon.com. Chapter Four "'I suppose you have heard the news, Basil,' said Lord Henry on the following evening, as Hallward was shown into a little private room at the Bristol, where dinner had been laid for three. "'No, Harry,' answered Hallward, giving his hat and coat to the bowing waiter. "'What is it? Nothing about politics, I hope. They don't interest me. "'There is hardly a single person in the House of Commons worth Painting.' though many of them would be the better for a little whitewashing. "'Dorian Grey is engaged to be married,' said Lord Henry, watching him as he spoke. Hallward turned perfectly pale, and a curious look flashed for a moment into his eyes, and then passed away, leaving them dull. "'Dorian engaged to be married?' he cried. "'Impossible! It is perfectly true.' "'To whom?' "'To some little actress or other. "'I can't believe it. "'Dorian is far too sensible. "'Dorian is far too wise "'not to do foolish things now and then, my dear Basil.' "'Marriage is hardly a thing that one can do now and then, Harry,' "'said Hallward, smiling. "'Except in America. "'But I didn't say he was married. "'I said he was engaged to be married. "'There's a great difference.' I have a distinct remembrance of being married, but I have no recollection at all of being engaged. I am inclined to think that I was never engaged. But think of Dorian's birth and position and wealth. It would be absurd for him to marry so much beneath him. If you want him to marry this girl, tell him that, Basil. He is sure to do it then. Whenever a man does a thoroughly stupid thing, it is always for the noblest motives.' "'I hope the girl is good, Harry. "'I don't want to see Dorian tied to some vile creature "'who might degrade his nature and ruin his intellect. "'Oh, she is more than good. "'She is beautiful,' murmured Lord Henry, "'sipping a glass of vermouth and orange bitters. "'Dorian says she is beautiful, "'and he is not often wrong about things of that kind. "'Your portrait of him has quickened his appreciation "'of the personal appearance of other people.' "'It has had that excellent effect, among others. "'We are to see her to-night, if that boy doesn't forget his appointment.' "'But do you approve of it, Harry?' asked Hallward, "'walking up and down the room and biting his lip. "'You can't approve of it, really. "'It is some silly infatuation.' "'I never approve or disapprove of anything now. "'It is an absurd attitude to take towards life.' We are not sent into the world to air our moral prejudices. I never take any notice of what common people say, and I never interfere with what charming people do. If a personality infatuates me, whatever the personality chooses to do is absolutely delightful to me. Dorian Gray falls in love with a beautiful girl who acts Shakespeare and proposes to marry her? Why not? If he wedded Messalina, he would be none the less interesting.' you know i am not a champion of marriage the real drawback to marriage is that it makes one unselfish and unselfish people are colourless they lack individuality still there are certain temperaments that marriage makes more complex they retain their egotism and add to it many other egos they are forced to have more than one life they become more highly organised Besides. "'Every experience is of value, and whatever one may say against marriage, it is certainly an experience. "'I hope that Dorian Gray will make this girl his wife, passionately adore her for six months, "'and then suddenly become fascinated by someone else. He would be a wonderful study.' "'You don't mean all that, Harry. You know you don't. "'If Dorian Gray's life were spoiled, no one would be sorrier than yourself. "'You are much better than you pretend to be.' Lord Henry laughed. (laughs) "'The reason we all like to think so well of others "'is that we are all afraid for ourselves. "'The basis of optimism is sheer terror. "'We think that we are generous "'because we credit our neighbour with those virtues "'that are likely to benefit ourselves. "'We praise the banker that we may overdraw our account, "'and we find good qualities in the highwayman "'in the hope that he may spare our pockets.' I mean everything I have said. I have the greatest contempt for optimism, and as for a spoiled life, no life is spoiled but one whose growth is arrested. If you want to mar a nature, you merely have to reform it. But here is Dorian himself. He will tell you more than I can. Oh, my dear Harry, my dear Basil, you both must congratulate me said the boy throwing off his evening cape with his satin lined wings and shaking each of his friends by the hand in turn. I have never been so happy. Of course it is sudden, all really delightful things are, and yet it seems to me to be the one thing I have been looking for all my life. He was flushed with excitement and pleasure and looked extraordinarily handsome. I hope you will always be very happy, Dorian, said Hallward. "'but I don't quite forgive you for not letting me know of your engagement. "'You let Harry know.' "'And I don't forgive you for being late for dinner,' broke in Lord Henry, "'putting his hand on the lad's shoulder and smiling as he spoke. "'Come, let us sit down and try what the new chef here is like, "'and then you will tell us how it all came about.' "'There's really not much to tell.' "'cried Dorian as they took their seats at the small round table. "'What happened was simply this. "'After I left you yesterday evening, Harry, "'I had some dinner at that curious Italian restaurant in uh, Rupert Street "'you introduced me to, and went down afterwards to the theatre. "'Sybil was playing Rosalind. "'Of course the scenery was dreadful and the Orlando absurd, "'but Sybil—' "'Oh, you should have seen her.' When she came on in her boy's dress, she was perfectly wonderful. She wore a a moss-coloured velvet jerkin with cinnamon sleeves, a slim brown cross-cutted hose, a dainty little green cap with a hawk's feather cotton jewel, and a hooded cloak lined with dull red. She never seemed to me more exquisite. She had all the delicate grace of that Tanagra figurine that you have in your study, Basil. Her hair... "'clustered round her face like dark leaves round a pale rose. "'As for her acting, well, you will see her tonight. "'She is simply a born artist.' "'I sat in the dingy box absolutely enthralled. "'I forgot I was in London, and in the nineteenth century "'I was away with my love in a forest that no man had ever seen. "'After the performance was over, I went behind and spoke to her. "'As we were sitting together.' suddenly there came a look into her eyes that i had never seen there before my lips moved towards hers we kissed each other i i can't describe to you what i felt at that moment it seemed to me that all my life had been narrowed to one perfect point of rose-coloured joy she trembled all over and shook like a white narcissus then she flung herself on her knees and kissed my hands "'I feel that I should not tell you all of this, but I can't help it. "'Of course our engagement is a dead secret. "'She has not even told her own mother. "'I don't know what my guardians will say. "'Lord Radley is sure to be furious. "'But I don't care. "'I shall be of age in less than a year, and then I can do what I like. "'I have been right, Basil, haven't I, "'to take my love out of poetry and to find my wife in Shakespeare's plays?' "'Lips that Shakespeare taught to speak "'have whispered their secret in my ear. "'I have had the arms of Rosalind around me "'and kissed Juliet on the mouth.' "'Yes, Dorian. "'I suppose you were right,' said Hallward slowly. "'Have you seen her to-day?' asked Lord Henry. "'Dorian shook his head. "'I left her in the forest of Arden.' I shall find her in an orchard in Verona. Lord Henry sipped his champagne in a meditative manner. At what particular point did you mention the word marriage, Dorian, and what did she say in answer? Perhaps you forgot all about it. My dear Harry, I did not treat it as a business transaction, and I did not make a formal proposal. I told her that I loved her. "'And she said she was not worthy to be my wife. "'Not worthy. "'Why, the whole world is nothing to me compared to her. "'Women are wonderfully practical,' murmured Lord Henry. "'Much more practical than we are. "'In situations of that kind, "'we often forget to say anything about marriage, "'and they always remind us.' "'Hallward laid his hand upon his arm. "'Don't, Harry. "'You have annoyed Dorian.' "'He is not like other men. He would never bring misery upon anyone. "'His nature is far too fine for that.' "'Lord Henry looked across the table. "'Dorian is never annoyed with me,' he answered. "'I ask the question for the best reason possible, "'for the only reason, indeed, that excuses one asking any question. "'Curiosity. I have a theory that it always happens that women propose to us.' "'and not we who propose to the women, except, of course, in middle-class life. "'But then the middle classes are not modern.' "'Dorian Gray laughed and tossed his head. <laughs> "'You are quite incorrigible, Harry, but I don't mind. "'It is impossible to be angry with you. "'When you see Sybil Vane you will feel that the man who could wrong her "'would be a beast without a heart. "'I cannot understand how any one can wish to shame what he loves.' I love Sybil Vane. I wish to place her on a pedestal of gold, and to see the world worship the woman who is mine. What is marriage? An irrevocable vow. And it is an irrevocable vow that I want to take. Her trust makes me faithful. Her belief makes me good. When I am with her, I regret all that you have taught me. I become different from what you have known me to be. I am changed, and the mere touch of Sybil Vane's hands makes me forget you and all your wrong, fascinating, poisonous, delightful theories. You will always like me, Dorian, said Lord Henry. Will you have some coffee, you fellows? Uh, wait to her bring coffee and fine, uh, fine champagne and some cigarettes. Uh, no, 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 don't mind the cigarettes, I have some. Basil? I CAN'T ALLOW YOU TO SMOKE CIGARS. YOU MUST HAVE A CIGARETTE. A CIGARETTE IS A PERFECT TYPE OF A PERFECT PLEASURE. IT IS EXQUISITE, AND IT LEAVES ONE UNSATISFIED. WHAT MORE CAN ONE WANT? YES, DORIAN, YOU WILL ALWAYS BE FOND OF ME. I REPRESENT TO YOU ALL THE SINS YOU HAVE NEVER HAD THE COURAGE TO COMMIT. WHAT NONSENSE YOU TALK, HARRY, CRIED DORIAN GRAY, LIGHTING A CIGARETTE FROM A FIRE-BREATHING SILVER DRAGON. "'that the waiter had placed on the table. "'Let us go down to the theatre. "'When you see Sybil, you will have a new ideal of life. "'She will represent something to you that you have never known.' "'I have known everything,' said Lord Henry, with a sad look in his eyes. "'But I am always ready for a new emotion. "'I am afraid there is no such thing.' for me, at any rate. Still, your wonderful girl may thrill me. I love acting. It is so much more real than life. Let us go. Dorian, you will come with me. I am so sorry, Basil, but there is only room for two in the brougham. You must follow us in a hansom. They got up and put on their coats, sipping their coffee, standing. Hallward was silent and preoccupied. There was a gloom over him. He could not bear this marriage, and yet it seemed to him to be better than many other things that might have happened. After a few moments they all passed downstairs. He drove off by himself, as had been arranged, and watched the flashing lights of the little brougham in front of him. A strange sense of loss came over him. He felt that Dorian Gray would never again be to him all that he had been in the past. His eyes darkened and the crowded, flaring streets became blurred to him. When the cab drew up at the doors of the theatre, it seemed to him that he had grown years older. End of chapter 4 of The Picture of Dorian Gray by Oscar Wilde